Welcome to the Limitless Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Mason. The time is now for us to break free of conditioned habits, think for ourselves, and realize our limitless nature. We will explore talks on meditation, creativity, wellness, spirituality, and storytelling. You're in for a treat because we're peeling back the layers and diving deep. I'll be having diverse voices from all different creative backgrounds and points of view on to discuss what makes their soul limitless. Plug in and tune out the outside world as we go on this journey together. Hi, Mia. Welcome to the Limitless Soul podcast. So excited for you to bring your magic today. Yeah. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Um, I think it would be really fun to start off uh, because I've kind of seen you and I think a lot of people who are going to hear your story and hear this kind of frequency and energy of getting into our inner witch, being connected with the earth, cycling with nature might be curious to know like who, what were you doing before Mia Magic? What is your background that brought you to this place to really embrace being that deepest aspect of you externalized? So what is, what's, what's kind of the, 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 the cliff note story of behind Mia Magic? Yeah. Well, I grew up in a really magical place. I'm from the old growth redwood forest in Northern California. It's, they're the oldest and largest living beings on earth. And, you know, it's called the Emerald Triangle. People think that that's talking about cannabis, but it's talking about sort of like the Bermuda Triangle aspect of being up there because when the majority of the beings are so old, time operates differently there. Mm -hmm. And so it always felt like a place sort of paused in time. And I just had the most magical, mystical, fairy tale childhood, not in every way, but in terms of the location, certainly. And I was just always wrapped up in my fantasies and fairy tales that, you know, part in Beauty and the Beast where she's like, oh, the nose stuck in a book. I was always just reading about magic. And that was incredibly impactful for me. Fast forward, had a really rough sort of early youth, lots of bullying, lots of people telling me that magic wasn't real and that I was stupid and that what I believed in was ridiculous. And so I spent many years really shut down, just really miserable, deeply depressed and unhappy. I was in an accident when I was 16 and I almost lost my arm. I almost became an amputee that like led me even further down into self-loathing and self-hatred and, and just totally feeling like the universe was against me. And like all the magic that I'd believed in as a child couldn't possibly exist because life had been so hard and people were so unkind to me about what I believed. And ultimately I, I was always a traveler. I was always an adventurer and I would go on these trips and I decided uh, at one point I went to Machu Picchu and was living on this Hare Krishna farm in Peru, like singing Kirtan for the first time, like, <laughs> wow, okay, what is, what is this that these people are doing? You know, very interesting early twenties adventure. And when I returned, I, I felt like I wanted, I knew I wanted to heal people. I knew I wanted to, to serve others. And I just wasn't totally sure how. So I started off cooking and I wanted to heal people through food. I wanted to transform the way that we relate to food. I grew up in a very, you know, Italian food is love kind of family. That's how people express their care for you is like feeding you. you know? <laughs> and so I did that for a long time, but then as a personal chef, I was like being treated like people's servant or their 
slave or, you know, just being very disregarded. And it didn't feel like the amount of love and devotion that I was putting into something was being reciprocated. And I had started my own spiritual journey, of course, going to Machu Picchu and all of my travels. And it led me to want to do a yoga teacher training and to do more nutrition coaching. And it, that part sort of just really evolved, but which means wise. And so the, the label, the hat, the sort of iconic symbol that, that has come into my life and become a huge part of my brand and, and really just my mission is because I believe that that wisdom of our childhood selves is actually our guiding light. It is a part of our soul's essence that then all these things happen or all these other people's opinions come in and they color our experience of what was once our truth. And we struggle to believe what we knew was right or what we knew was real or true. And so there were many things. I The cooking evolved into spiritual coaching and supporting people with meditation. And I've been trained in 13 alternative healing modalities. And it really just was an evolutionary process. But the biggest piece for me was understanding how much of our language also has been transformed to be to, to turn against us or to turn us against ourselves. If which, which means wise or one with wisdom has come to mean something evil, then clearly there's a underlying or sort of ulterior motive around how we're relating to our own knowledge and our own life experience and our own gifts. And so when I learned the etymology of the word and when people started calling me a witch, which I personally had a lot of resistance to, I was like, no, I'm a wizard like Harry Potter. But I, I found that my relationship to wisdom because of whether it's that I grew up there or because eventually I just cultivated such a profoundly deep relationship with the earth and her wisdom was filling me and fueling me and inspiring me and motivating me and like animating my body often. Some of the greatest initiations I've had in my life were when the earth literally like came or the goddess, you know, or the mother came into my body. And, and I felt like someone else was taking the action for me. And so Mia Magic is, is just, you know, a name that someone gave me because I, I let my childhood interests come alive again in, in my sort of mid twenties. And I was interested in magic and that was ceremonial magic and pagan earth-based spirituality kind of magic and energy magic and quantum physics and how science and manifestation relate to one another. And a friend of mine just started calling me Mia magic. And because Mia means mine, it it's just every time anyone says their name and says my name, they're just proclaiming their own magic. And so when I realized that I was like, okay, I'm taking (laughs) this and I'm rolling with it. And it feels really good to me. And it's been, it's been a really long journey, but it's, it's become just the greatest gift to be me and, and the greatest honor to be able to share what, yeah, the gifts of, of my own journey to others, because I I think that we all want to believe in magic and we all want to believe that it's inside of us and we have access to it. And so that's what I'm here to remind people of. It's so interesting. The, the more and more women are coming into our power and connecting with something much greater than who we thought we were or who we were told we were, the identity, the ego, the outside, the shell. 
and hearing and and witnessing women embracing even the the word witch. Yeah. I live in a pretty small town. I just actually found out that where I live has the most churches per capita in the entire country. Wow. Okay. Here's my altar. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, welcome to my home. <laughs> and uh, both my kids play competitive hockey and I'm at this hockey tournament and I'm incredibly intuitive and I can feel the kids on the ice energy. And I, I, I was super in tune with, I was like, oh, they're really in it right now. This one's focused. That one's focused. They're going to score. Hmm. And I said it out loud. And there's one of the kids, grandma's standing next to me. And she, well, before that I said, they're not going to, they're not going to score well down there. She goes, don't say that. And I was like, I'm and she reacted to it, right? Like, oh, you're going to curse it. You're going to whatever. And then of course they didn't. And we got scored on all this stuff. And she blamed me. She was like, you, you did that. You, you, um, you jinxed us. And I was like, and I'm thinking in my head, actually, I think maybe you did from reacting to that statement that I had. Mm -hmm. And I was being a little sassy. So I may have said it out loud. And then I was feeling it again that they were going to score. So I said it out loud and she was like, and then I did it again. And she was like, and then she called me a witch. And it was so funny because she literally looked at me and goes, you're a witch. And I was like, maybe I am. (laughs) And it was so hilarious Mm -hmm. because that it was a moment where um, I realized how many people are still resistant or disconnected from their own ability to be connected to the energy that's behind whatever is physically happening. And um, anyway, I just thought it was so funny. And ever since then, I've just been kind of walking around a little bit differently. I used to feel a little bit like, well, going out, better put on the thing, got to go to Costco, better pretend like I'm going to fit in. And um, there's such permission when you just stop caring and also kind of have fun with it, right? Enter into that playful experience of being like, yeah, so what maybe, where maybe you are too. And, um, just playing with it and having fun. Was there any, ever a moment where you were like really, really feeling resistant to embracing that with like a moment like that, where you're like, this is really fun, but I I shouldn't let this be seen, or this is I'm having such a great time, but people aren't going to understand me. And um, like a moment where you just said, like, screw it. I'm going, I'm going all the way in right now is the moment. And was there a big shift or was it gradual? You know, there were internally, it was gradual. Internally, I still go through moments like that mm-hmm. and and new levels and layers of like, I'm out here. This is a big Mm. deal. I just watched, highly recommend plugging the Sinead O'Connor documentary. Like I just got goosebumps just thinking about it. 90s pop star, kept her head shaved, talking about the evils of the church, talking about like so ahead of her time. And she was torn apart. She was Literally her, her career went from like the top to the bottom quickly because she was so courageous and so in integrity and so brave. And so highly recommend all female entrepreneurs and their partners. My partner watched it with me and he was like, damn, she's a badass." I was like, yes, you know? (laughs) Um, So, so to answer your question internally, it's still a process. Mm -hmm. Honest. It's still crazy to me how many people, you know, in the world do think that just because I'm wearing this hat, I'm evil, but you know, I wear my hat. I just flew home from Amsterdam two days ago. 
And I wear my hat all through LAX and customs and the airports and like, you know, flying business class. And everybody's looking at me like, who is this girl? And, and I get more nice hat than anything else, you know? So I'm very lucky that like what you're talking about with the sort of protection energy, I feel like because I have wholly claimed it, because I am willing to believe that it's acceptable to be like this because I've transformed my relationship to what the word means. And I acknowledge that it's about wisdom, which is just how you integrate and embody your lived life experience and the lessons that you've learned throughout your time on earth. I actually have the most incredible feedback. I don't get too many, like, I don't get some of the, you know, you're a demon. And there's a lot of witches who get a lot of that. And, and I don't get really any of it with a, with a, you know, reasonable following on YouTube and Instagram. People are so supportive to me. And I, I just believe, like you said, you know, it's a, it's a internal job that then creates the external reality. And I am a Gemini. So that's very much like what my sort of soul code is, is like, I create the reflection within that I want to see without, or like, I believe about the external reality and reflection that I see, you know, that which I want to feel within myself. Um, so it's, it's been a blessing for me, but the, the one big massive shift that did happen was the hat. Um, the hat was a a friend was wearing it at burning man. And I was just having these wild memories, you know, following her through the crowd with her, with her pointy hat. And I just never seen anyone wear one except for like the cheap Halloween ones. And it was so profound. And then we did a little photo shoot and she put it on me and I'd been, I'd been, wearing different hats for many years, kind of, especially at Burning Man, the top hats and the, all the things and like looking for my magic hat, which one is my magic hat? What shape is right for me? And I have all these cool vintage hats and things. And, and the moment I put that hat on, it was like, oh, this is the magic hat I've been waiting for. And this hat has been waiting for me. And, and that's when my social media started changing and when people started paying attention and, and listening and when, you know, everything like my life as a teacher really unfolded. And, and I think it's because it's a fucking statement. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a, I have to be unafraid to wear this. And, and I, I have over and over again, I thank the hat. I thank the goddess. I thank mother earth and, and the universal forces of creation for bringing that into my life because I wouldn't have chosen it myself. I wouldn't have said, oh, I'm going to put a pointy hat on and like really claim this and become a leader in this movement, um, or really let myself be seen like this as this if, if those pictures hadn't been like the first thing that I'd ever had that went viral. And then like my following just started just growing and growing. And it was like, wait a second, it's just the fucking hat. You know? so, <laughs> it's so, so yeah. interesting that you say like, I'm out here. And I think a lot of people who are listening right now will be like, I want to be out there. I f- have this urge and just desire to be seen and be out there. And then there's something that is just a wall. There is a wall. It's like this, this invisible veil. It's like, you can see it. You could touch, you could touch it, reach out and grab it, but there's something just blocking it. You feel destined for it. You feel like it's what you're You're like. I know. Yes. You're like, I know this is who I am. This is what I want to be. This is how I want to move through the world. Then you get out there and you're like, (laughs) 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 Um, and it's so funny to hear you talk about this hat. And I, I love really 
going into that the inquiry, even for myself, of like, what are these moments that really shifted my energy, that shifted my frequency? Because it's not the thing, right? It's the thing behind the thing. Yeah. What did it catalyze within me? And to hear you talk about this hat as this source of alchemy yeah. and to put on something and witness yourself and see yourself differently and have other people see you differently. It's almost like now it's an embodiment of who you really knew you could be. Um, and if you take off the hat, you're still the same. It's not yeah. the hat. It's what the hat, you know, represents, represents and, and, and brought into your life. I think that's so cool. Um, so anybody listening, find your hat. Maybe it's not a hat. Yeah, maybe exactly. It's, yeah, maybe it's not a hat. Maybe it's a, you know, a, a moment of courage or a moment of bravery, yes. right? Those moments where we're like, I'm going to say this thing, like how I, I was interacting with this grandma. It's so funny because I never would have a million years thought that that could be a moment that really shifted things. But something did shift within me because of instead of being reactive or like, me, 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 me. I was like, hmm, playful. Yeah. And something in my energy in that moment shifted and gave me this permission to why can I, why, why should I not be able to move through life like that at all yeah. times? Yeah, I think it's it's about your essence, really. The hat just is an external representation of who I am in my essence that I was resistant to. Like I said, I was like, I'm a wizard like Harry Potter. I didn't, I was like, Ugh. No. And then I don't know if you know anything about the gene keys. You know, there's so many of these systems, the astrology and human design. And, um, but in my gene keys, my life's work is transfiguration is mm. professor McGonagall's class. And, <laughs> and when I saw that I had a psychedelic reaction, I was like crying and orgasming and hyperventilating all at the same time. It was like this, my friends were like, Oh, what's Mia's life's work going to be magic. Ha ha. And then we looked at it and it's the one word in the English language that could have had that kind of impact on me because like one of the most iconic witches, like this is what she teaches. And then as a, as a teacher of the craft and of implementing your personal wisdom into your life, whatever that looks like, you know, I don't teach like spells and things the way that a lot of witches do. I teach, how do you utilize your personal wisdom in order to create magic and to heal yourself? So that then you can make space in your life where those blockages or hindrances once were for more magic or more beauty or more abundance, whatever it is. And, and that's really the key, I think, is that we all are going to have our own unique code, whatever we're going to offer. But the hat was, was a representation, yes, of the greater desire for women to reclaim their power and, and the parts of us that have been villainized. But for me and for anyone who's looking to, like you said, really you know, catch that wave, like what is the thing that's going to break down this wall and, and make the, the, the mission sort of take off or manifest? It's like, what are the thing, what is the thing you're afraid of people seeing, but that you love about yourself? What is the thing that actually is, is such a great power inside of you, but you have this story that people might not accept or people won't be into, or people aren't going to like, or, you know, is going to, is going to scare people away. It's going to make them reject you, you know, because when we're looking at the greater societal context putting on a witch hat probably would be normally would be cause for more rejection than not. It would actually be cause for more of those, you know, 350 million people in the U S to say like, Oh, I don't want anything to do with her. 
but it has called my people to me. It has called like the ones that are aligned to me in such a big and beautiful way. And, and so I think that's really the piece is like, if there's some part of you that you have always wanted to experience yourself, but you've been afraid, that's probably the key is like accepting that working through that, you know, owning that talking about that, letting that be the piece that you're willing to, to show and, and to be seen for, that's what is going to draw people to you. That's what's going to make people say, oh, wow, I was terrified to talk about that. Or I would never have claimed that for myself. Or I would never have said, like, this is part of who I am. I'd be too embarrassed. And then you do it and they're like, damn, I'm inspired. That's amazing. And I feel like that's what the hat was for me. Is like so many people that are just terrified and have been so programmed to think that witchcraft is evil and that, you know, we can't use magic and that, you know, even believing in ourselves as women is dangerous. That's what the hat represents. And so putting that on called all those people that, that wanted the same things as, as I do. And as I did into my world and into my field. And that was, you know, I could never have imagined that it would be that thing, but it, it is, it's been just so incredible. And the hat itself, you know, it's a, it's an antenna. That's why the pointy hats were worn. And when you flip it upside down, it's the shape of the womb. And so the word woman comes from womb mind because man in Latin, uh, manas, the word that where it originates means mind. And so the woman is the womb mind. And so even wearing the hat is like putting the womb up on your head, connecting yourself to the cosmic mother. And, and so it is that, you know, that's what witchcraft is, is this remembrance of the, the ancient and eternal wisdom that was once a deeply integrous part of our species that's been forgotten. And it's like being a channel and a vessel for that, accessing it for myself and to share with others. Oh, that's cool. I did not know that. That's awesome. Um, so you live this like fantastical magical life and I love it. I, I love all of this. How do you balance the practical, the practical elements of, you know, the, the masculine and the feminine, the getting it out there, right? The connecting it with people, the holding the space for it, um, the generating money so that you can continue living a magical life because that's the world we live in now is like we need resources, we need yeah. sustenance. Um, and I think a lot of people will relate to that. It's like, I want to live this magical life. I want to be seen. I want to do all these things. But can I actually create... Yeah. Um, you know, the, the practical things that I need in order to do that. Yeah. It's, I think that it's from my perspective, what has worked best for me is I did the spiritual work while I was broke. You know, I did everything I could get my hands on. I traded, you know, I would teach yoga at a retreat in order to go, um, or like make payment plans that, you know, lasted as long as they possibly could. Like I, I studied hard and, and worked on 
my issues, my belief systems. What do I think about money? What do I believe about success? What do I believe about myself? Where's my inherent unworthiness? You know, I was so focused on doing the personal internal spiritual work and I was broke for years. (laughs) I like did not have money at all. And, um, and, and so that was my focus. It was like every dollar I'm spending outside of just my basic survival needs needs like food, transportation, rent went to my spiritual development, like every dollar. I, I quit shopping. You know, I didn't order things from Amazon. I didn't like really decorate my house much. It was just like, this is what matters to me. And so I think that the biggest piece around, you know, manifesting money and practicality is what's preventing you from it. What are the belief systems? What is, what's the inherited story from your parents? What are the behaviors from whoever raised you that you, that you witnessed or that you, you know, experience yourself doing as well that you can look at? Because for me right now, if I'm being really honest, my business is a total anomaly. I work a couple of hours a week. I have an amazing team that does all of the masculine stuff for me so that I get to just stay in my zone of genius. I built my whole business with me and one online business manager. Um, she, now I have, I have a bigger team, but, but really like it was just the two of us and it was incredible. And so I know that anything is possible. I know that you can create whatever you desire without like having so many of the things that other people tell you you need, or that like lots of business coaches will sell you and say like, Oh, here's the, here's my secret with the funnels and like all that stuff. That stuff didn't work for me. When I tried typical business practices, it didn't work for me. It actually would like take way more of my energy and, and return way less income to me. Mm. So I think that the most important thing that we can all do is really look at, and this is why I have a new program coming out called Sorceress, but spelled like sourcing because Mm. when the the word source means to rise and O-U-S means to be full of. So it's like to rise into our fullness. And that's what I want to share with people is that when you work on your internal power and you fill yourself to become this like radiant magnetic being, then everything just comes to you and you don't really have to worry about the how. You don't have to concern yourself with like, oh, here's the, you know, like the practical things. Mm -hmm. It's just, it just flows to you. And so the the pieces that have been greatest for me are like really aligned partnerships, you know, working with affiliates that, that really believe in my work or working with people who have experienced my work and either they have a big platform or following, or, you know, they want to share their experience. And that's been a huge impact on my business. That's been really, really powerful and beautiful. But, but for me, how I, how I do it, in my life is that I run on inspiration. So like I said, I'm a Gemini. It's like, I'm an air sign. That's what works for me. I, I can't do much while I'm doing my own work. So that was also a big piece for me that I would really recommend for all entrepreneurs. You know, we were, before you and I started this podcast, we're talking about the seasons and, Mm -hmm. and how important it is to listen to the winter season. And, and when it's new year's and when it's Christmas, there's all this family time and all this food and, and, you know, new year's resolutions and all of these big things. But actually in, in that time before artificial lighting and, and agriculture, that would have been the time with the least amount of food, the least amount of no food. (laughs) Yeah. Like, 
You know, you would be huddling together just trying to keep warm and make it through these very long nights. And so for me, the greatest gift in my business and in balancing being a very feminine goddess devoted person with the masculine side of like, okay, well, these things still have to get done. And like this, we have to make this happen has been just listening to the energy of the earth in, in, in whatever moment it is. I took six months off this summer and like, I live in LA. So summer's really like, you know, May to December. That's kind of like our, our summer season, (laughs) not a lot of seasons (laughs) over here. Um, but I took six months off of social media. I wasn't posting. I think I posted like one or two things that whole time. And I had to watch the stories of no one's going to care. I'm going to lose all these followers. You know, I'm going to lose track with the algorithm, all of these things. And like, I just had to accept them. And I had to acknowledge that, well, my body needs a break. My body needs, uh, you know, something new. I was moving during that time when it, when I first sort of checked out, it was like, well, my root chakra is not strong and stable and foundational. So how can I do all of these other things that are built upon it? Mm -hmm. And, and even in the beginning of my journey, when I was just a one-on-one coach and was working with spiritual entrepreneurs and and really starting to build my my offerings and my practice in the world, if I had really deep work to do on myself, if I was noticing like the profound scarcity, or if I was really in a self-loathing pattern or whatever it was, if I was really like wishing I had a man and feeling so lonely, I wouldn't take clients. I would actually be so, not to say that it's out of integrity to be working with people while you're doing your own stuff. But for me, what my integrity asked of me was like, you know, step into this next iteration, rise to this next level before you support people again. Mm -hmm. And every time I did that, even if it meant like scraping by for those, you know, couple of months, it was always better on the other side. When spring would come metaphorically, the amount of blossoming and the fruits that would bloom and grow from me saying, I'm going to take this little moment of winter. I'm going to take a gestation period. I'm going to set, sit back and be in the quiet and, and not be putting out right now. Every single time I did that, I was rewarded. And so I think that's a really big piece is you can have four seasons in a day. You can have like (laughs) my morning is winter and my afternoon is summer and my evening is autumn, you know, whatever that, that looks like for you. But that's been the biggest piece for me is being aligned with the energy. And you have to also like be aware of what's, what's the true energy and, and alignment and what's the story. Mm. Am I, am I afraid of posting something right now? Am I, you know, in my story that if I don't make this perfect, I'll fail. So I'm not doing it. You know, that's a very subtle distinction within our minds of what's real and what's the story. Um, but, and, and there's, and there's both even in six months of, of taking time off this year, you know, there were, there were still moments where like, I felt something, I felt inspiration, or I like wrote like 50 ideas for reels down. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to do this. This is going to happen. And it just didn't. And so I can look at like, part of that is probably, okay, I could have chosen to move forward and, and offer something, give something to the people that have, you know, helped me build this life that I have. But is it true for me? Or am I just doing it because I feel like I should? 
And Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm supposed to. And so those are really important questions as entrepreneurs to ask ourselves, like mother nature does not create acorns all year round. (laughs) Yeah. She's not running on a capitalist system. She's not always concerned with, you know, the six figure months and things like that. You know, I didn't actually even know that I was having six figure months until like we had a team meeting and they told me, you know, I wasn't striving for that. I wasn't like pushing towards that. It's because I was listening and it's because I waited and said, okay, when is the time to, to put out the fruit? And when I, when, you know, as a tree myself, when I decided to put out the fruit, that's when people wanted to come and eat it. And, and that was such a gift. And I think that that's a really hard thing, especially for women trying to keep track and keep pace in a man's world. It's really hard to do, you know, or non-binary beings, but it's, it's for me, that has been the, really the, the manifestation of embodying my wisdom of like, what does it mean to really be doing this? Is that I'm not going to rush. I'm not going to push. I'm only going to do it when my soul feels aligned with doing it. And, and that's been such a gift and allowed me to really create a very balanced life that is super magical. And, and then also that has like called in the kind of people to me that, that really support me so that all I have to do is exactly what I'm good at. Yeah. It's really funny because we think that just operating at such a high level of output and going, going, going is going to actually generate the success or generate the, the results but it really is listening, tuning in and being in flow and connection. And in, in the way that I've experienced it, it's the, the world will show me, right. The universe will show you the synchronicities, the little pings, like here's a dot, here's a dot, here's a dot. Are you going to connect them or are you going to, you know, resist? But once you're in that like willingness, once you're in that presence, you can see them all over that that's been happening to me a lot. I'm like, Oh, here's a little ping. There's a little ping. Here's a little ping. Then there's these like, um, little tests to see if you're going to try to power trip that. Are you going to try to power trip it? You're going to try to create your own little pings or you're going to be patient and, you know, wait for those dots to really connect. And it can be really tough, especially for women. When we see other women doing really well or succeeding, um, we see progress, we see happiness, we see freedom. And we're like, I don't have that yet, or I don't, I'm not in that yet. So I must be, I, I must have to work harder. Mm. I've got to work harder so that I can catch up so that I can get there. I know so many people are like, yes, because there is that, that feeling of I'm not doing enough. I'm not going hard enough. I've not created enough. I've not healed fast enough. And, um, that story, I think that's, that's, that that's the real, um, which work is like yeah. being wise enough to know that that's a lie, that that's, yeah. that's been implanted. That's not true. Um, that never will be true. Never has been true. And, um, pausing long enough to notice that it's actually happening. Cause it's very sneaky. Yeah. Right? And we'll that's like- the thing to work hard on, you know, is that story, whatever comes up when you're not getting what you want or when you're comparing yourself to another What's the story 
that you make up about yourself, that's the thing to work hard on. It's not about hustling more. It's about, okay, wow, I'm I'm noticing this arise. I'm noticing I make this mean this about myself. I'm under I'm seeing a belief uh, you know, rear its ugly head because of this woman's success. What where does that belief come from? And doing that work on yourself. And like you said, you know, the 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 witch wound, this wound of our wisdom is it is intrinsic. It runs through every part of our lives, our beauty, our sexuality, our finances, our independence, our relationships, our friendships with other sisters. And it is, it's just constantly an opportunity, especially, you know, if you're a a spiritual entrepreneur and you want to be running a business that, that is in alignment with your limitless soul, that is the greatest work you can do is on whatever's arising or making you feel down or making you feel bad. You know, I go through that all the time, like all the time. I'm watching these girls with the manifestation things, just like crushing it. And they're like, Oh, 60 million. Like, yeah, great. I'm not there, but I trust. And this is the piece around like having done the spiritual work before I started the business, which is hard to do. You know, not everybody wants to just be broke. Lots of people have children. That's not an option to just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to struggle until I make it happen. But that's where I believe the, the most important work is, is in understanding that your mission is unique to you. Mm-hmm. And if you can trust that, if you can trust what you're here on the planet for and what you commit to is instead of like posting every day or, you know, hitting your 20 K months or whatever it is, instead of like these types of goals, really making your goal or your intention, I'm going to eradicate this belief that I'm not good enough for that kind of success, or I'm going to completely transform and transfigure the story that I inherited from my dad or my mom or whoever raised me that the only way to make a living is by working really hard and being miserable, you know? And when you work on those stories and those belief systems and you you know, tear down those walls, that's when you can rebuild something new. And often I find you don't even have to really do anything to rebuild. The universe will just sort of bring it to life around you. And then all of a sudden you're like living in a castle in the clouds and you're like, whoa, this is amazing. How did this happen? And it's it's just because you did the work to clear out what was in the way of that coming Mm -hmm. to you. Yeah. That's that glass window. It's, it's like, well, what is right here? That's Cause I'm here and I see it all right there. What's in the, in the, in between. And it's so funny because I think when we see other women doing really great things, and like you said, like, Oh, 60 million, they're just like crushing it, making so much money. I think that, um, something I've learned is to really tune into myself and ask myself, what do I want? Because yeah. what I see other people doing as, is, is, is in their iteration of success or ha- having kind of magnetized the life around them, that might not be what your dream life or your desire really is. So that that's helped me a lot is tuning really in to the inside. And I always will tell people like you had to get in your own energy. If your energy is like all over here and you're seeing everybody front, back, side to side, and you're not looking at yourself, you, you don't know what you want. You think that you should want what they have, or you think that you should want, you know, that path. And it makes it so much 
so much more of a relief. I went through that a lot because I live in the middle of Michigan and I would see so many people doing things that I wanted to do, but they all lived in LA or they lived in New York. When I was doing hairdressing, I wanted to go work at fashion week and everyone was like, you'll never be able to do that. You're going to have to move to New York. You're going to have to do all these things. And I'm like, shit, Mm. (sighs) like I'm never going to be able to have that until I realized that is a lie. That's not true. And whatever it is that I, that's kind of where limitless soul came from. I was like, fuck you guys, I'm doing what I want. (laughs) And all of a sudden I'm like cover of hair magazines, co-headlining New York fashion week. And it's like, fuck yeah. Yeah. That can happen no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's just a, it's a place that we have to get of, 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 of trusting that literally anything is possible. But first we have to get in our own energy. We can't be living in these alternate um, spaces that aren't our own, right? Like mm-hmm. living in your space. And it's really easy when we're on, in, on Instagram or social media. It's like you enter into someone's little portal and all of a sudden you're like, this is reality. It's like, no, close that little door. Come on back. Yeah. <laughs> and also the one of the things that just is coming up as you're saying this, that's really important to remember is that the way that even a lot of female influencers are are proclaiming or projecting their success is still a very masculine patriarchal version of success. Mm -hmm. It's like, look at my bags and look at my diamonds and look at my private jets and all of these things, which to me, like, yes, okay, those four or $5,000 bag, that does, that costs money. But I think that that personally, I just have a huge issue with spending money on things like that because I don't, if you are, if you're going to match that, if you're going to put $5,000 towards a charity of your choice or towards like helping other people, then like you go right ahead, girl, buy yourself that bag. Absolutely. But if what you're doing is putting out into the world, the same patriarchal capitalistic system that's telling us like, you have to have all of these material things in order to be worthy. These are the markers of success. This this is what it means to have made it, or this is what you should be doing with your wealth and resources. Like to me, that's not the reason why I want to make a billion dollars is because I want to completely eradicate the redwood logging industry. I don't want a single redwood tree to ever be cut down ever again. And if I'm going to buy up all the remaining acreage of of redwood trees, that's going to cost me quite a lot of money. (laughs) And so I think like having a why, having a deep why around what you want to create with your wealth or prosperity, with your resources, the kind of legacy you want to leave. This is another big part of my sorceress program is like, what is the kind of world you actually want to live in? You want to create, you want to leave behind with your life. And how can the way that you source your power then create that reflection in the world around you? And, and I think that that's just an important thing for people to recognize too. It's like, we all define success very differently. And when we get caught looking at just this one particular way, that actually isn't like, I wouldn't even feel right about that. That's but that's just me, you know? So we get to look at being in our own energy, being in our own definition of success and what does fulfillment and joy and happiness and a mission-based purposeful life look like for us. Mm. Amen. I love that. Yeah. I'm over here trying to get frequency medicine into villages and Himalayas and live in a beautiful A-frame cabin on a lake. Like, Hallelujah. you know, it's like, yeah. we can have, you know, to your point of like people buying these material things, 
if you truly desire that for everyone, there should be some sort of energetic match. I mean, should, but you can do whatever yeah, you want, exactly. anyone, but <laughs> yeah. in the, in a, in a, in the world that I think that we're, that we're seeing that you and I are kind of seeing and that it's in, it's in integrity with the earth. It's connected with what she wants. Yeah. Right. Like we wouldn't have all these things if it wasn't supposed to be. So it exists. We're here, yeah. but yeah, creating that balance, that harmony. Yeah. And I think that's what has really given me my abundance is the more aware I am of my impact on the earth, the less plastic I buy. You know, I don't buy from Amazon. All my clothes are secondhand. Like everything that I'm doing is with the awareness of like the lasting impact on the planet. And the more I've been committed to that, the more financial resource comes to me. And I think that's because I'm minding the resources. And, and the last thing that I'll say about that, you know, is to remember that our body, like this physical, this is the earth, the water inside of us is our blood. We have the wind that we breathe in every single moment. And we call electrons and neurons firing because that's the electromagnetic fire inside of us. Like we are elemental beings. And so when we can treat ourselves the way we want to treat the earth and treat the earth the way we want to be treated, there's just an, a natural harmony and a synergy that occurs that then allows us to, to create even more of what we desire because we're actually universally aligned, not just aligned with who we are and what we want. It's an even greater alignment. I think we're going to end there because I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, Great. you tell them, tell them. Yeah. Um, yes. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here today. This was uh-huh. a beautiful conversation. Um, I'm super excited to, he- to see and hear about your sorceress uh, program. Will that be out in 2023? Will that yep. be out recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming in early 2023. Okay, cool. So let me know whenever that's out, we'll definitely link it to this episode. If you're interested in the things that we've been sharing today, excited about um, tapping into your inner witch, definitely connect with Mia, Mia Magic on Instagram and YouTube, and we'll put all of her links down below. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, bless. Thank you, love. <laughs>